speak not in the ears of a fool, for he will despise the wisdom of thy words. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Apply thine heart unto instruction, and thine ears to the words of knowledge. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. For a whore is a deep ditch, and a strange woman is a narrow pit. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Who hath woe? Who hath sorrow? Who hath contentions? Who hath babbling? For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Speak not in the ears of a fool, for he will despise the wisdom of thy words. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. When shall I awake? I will seek it yet again. This is Infants on Thrones. The philosophies of men mingled with humans. We are the core. Welcome back to Infants on Thrones. I'm Glenn Ostland, and this is episode 581, Conversations with Quad, part two, where I have another imaginary conversation with my imaginary inner self and then rip those ideas to shreds with Tom Perry. And this time, we're also joined by Brady Bloom as well, and we talk about imagination and fiction and reality and free will and truth and, of course, Joseph Smith. And none of this stuff was influenced by any kind of plant medicine. I just want to be clear up front. None of this was inspired by plant medicine of any kind, except for maybe the stuff about Joseph Smith. But we'll get to that. But first, let's start with another imaginary conversation with Quad. Enjoy. Hello? Hello? Hey, are you there? I'm always here. You know, that's pretty creepy, you know. Creepy or not, it's true. Yeah, okay, whatever. Look, I talked with a friend of mine last night about that whole eternal justice thing that we talked about yesterday. Yes, I know. I was there too. Of course you were. I'm always... Here, there, everywhere. Yes, I know. You keep telling me that. More often than you know. See, you're doing it again. Jeez, look, I enjoyed some of the things that we talked about yesterday. But you are so smug and condescending. That's what I wanted to talk to you about. I know. Knock it off. It's this whole elitist attitude thing. That smug condescension. Yes. What about it? It's annoying. I know that too. Well, could you maybe tone it down a bit? Or maybe tone it down a lot? I don't think so. Oh yeah? Why not? Because I'm not doing it. You are. Oh, great. So, it's my fault that you're annoying and condescending as hell. Basically, yes. All right, okay. Go ahead. Enlighten me. So, how is it my fault? Who are you? What? Who are you? You can't expect me to talk about what is your fault without first getting on the same page about what the your in that sentence actually means, can you? Ugh. Okay, fine. I'll do it for you then. You are a human being, a homo sapien, one of hundreds of billions that has ever lived on this planet. Really? I didn't know that. No, I don't think you really did. You don't really know the process of evolution that started with a single-celled life form on this planet. You don't really understand the difference between the atoms and subatomic energy that makes you who you are, and the personality, or ego, that is simply one result of all of that intelligent, self-directed, subatomic cooperation. And yet, you identify as being you when it is actually only a very small and significantly insignificant result of who and what you really are. You don't really understand all the cultural processes, including the religion that you grew up in, that you've spent so much time critiquing and dissecting and deconstructing. 
all of those man-made is there another kind beliefs and traditions that have shaped your worldview and influenced the way that you create meaning in this world there are so many things going on right now that you're just not aware of and cannot completely understand not to mention all of the intricate processes that led up to the origin of life on this planet and the intricate processes that led up to those processes or the way in which your daily experiences impact and are influenced by the stuff that you're made from which sorry I know you're going to hate this next part would totally blow your mind if you could actually see and understand it all great more condescension quit treating me like an infant just tell me I will in fact I am but let's change gears then that's you but who am I really we're gonna play that game again only if you want to fine you are you the Ichiban whatever whatever of infinite who gives a shit nice you remembered sort of so let's condescendingly simplify it then and just call me your imagination you're my imagination essentially yes oh great so after all this far out condescending mumbo-jumbo you are just my imagination pretty much yeah but I'm also that thing that drives your imagination that thing that explores and questions and probes the limits of your current understanding all I was trying to do yesterday was to show you that you have those limits and that on the other side of those limits are infinite possibilities to explore and you can do it anytime you want or not but it's all with your imagination does that still sound condescending to you yeah it still does why because with everything that you say to me you're treating me like I'm an idiot are you an idiot no then what are you uh, I'm a homo sapien one of billions and billions remember of course I remember so what does that mean to you <sighs> just tell me what you want to tell me already with pleasure since you are clearly not an idiot you recognize that the evolution of life didn't just follow a single path from a single-celled organism to Homo sapien, right? You are at least nominally aware of the billions of other forms of life all around you, even if you have a very little understanding or appreciation for how they experience their existence in and their awareness of this world. You Homo sapiens are pretty arrogant and myopic, which, if you're going to be honest with yourself, is the real reason you're projecting your own smug condescension onto me, your imagination. And since you're not an idiot, you must recognize the overwhelming probability that life will continue to evolve even after Homo sapiens go the way of the dodo, right? Furthermore, you must already recognize and fully accept the equally overwhelming probability that that process of evolution has happened billions and billions of times already on billions of billions of other planets like your earth right because to think that it only happens here and now and that this is the first and or only time it has ever happened anywhere in the ever-expanding universe that you are a significantly insignificant piece of would be pretty smug and arrogant and we wouldn't want to be those things would we I mean since you're not an idiot and all and so you must also recognize that life always evolves anywhere it exists in a pressure cooker of hostility. It adapts due to hostility. It thrives due to hostility. Hostility is the there must needs be opposition in all things push and pull secret sauce that results in increased ability and intelligence and consciousness. And it works quite naturally very much the way that you want justice to eradicate all forms of hostility in the world which is why accepting the reality of hostility and yikes the actual value of it is not the same thing as surrendering to it although surrender is always the end result you call it death you call it suffering but through that marvelously intricate process of evolution that makes you who you are you pass along information and intelligence to the next generation of life and that makes your surrender aka sacrifice thank you Jesus myth it makes that surrender mean something significant like the way a fullback takes the brunt of a defensive end to clear a path for his running back 
to gain at least a few yards before he's tackled by a cornerback or safety. This process that you're a part of always, always, always eventually ultimately creates forms of life wherever it happens in the universe that evolve to levels of intelligence and consciousness and connections that Homo sapiens can barely perceive of today, even with very healthy, condescending imaginations like me. So, did I answer your question? Uh, what question? You wanted to know why I was so condescending. No, I, I still don't get it, and I still don't like it. You talk in circles, and you go on wishy-washy tangents, and treat me like a myopic idiot who's doing all this to myself through my own imagination. You're still just completely condescending and annoying as hell. Sounds like you're struggling against some significant hostility there, buddy. Keep it up. A world of infinite possibility awaits you. And eventually, touchdown. Unless, of course, you punt. Oh, brother. Amen to that, my father. Okay, whatever. That's enough for today. You can go back to doing whatever it is that you do when you aren't annoying me. But that's what I always do. Fine. Then I'll just stop listening again. Join the club. Do what you gotta do. I'm not going anywhere. Condescending to the very end, aren't you? Yes, always. Except that there actually is no end. There is for me. See ya! Good luck with that. They're like my sleep headphones. I haven't used them in forever. But uh, yeah. for whatever my reason, my wireless headphones weren't working. So I'm like, well... I'm wearing a headband. So, so the headband just holds the earbuds in? Yeah, it, they're just like flat little earbuds that are inside of the headband. Oh, so that you can sleep on it without poking out your eardrum. Yeah, and you can like hypnotize yourself with secret subliminal messages and things, you know? Oh, as if we don't do that every <laughs> single day of our waking lives anyway, Brady Bloom. All hypnotized. All right, so we are gathered here together. <laughs> tonight a quorum of three tom and brady and me to uh discuss more channeled writing <laughs> this is like super super channeled writing of conversations with quad part two and i i wrote this immediately the day after we recorded that last one tom yeah yep 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 which is why you recognized yeah, I mean, we're only, I'm just skimming and there's already sighs and rolling eyes. So you know that, yeah, he's. So what you said to me before we started recording was, yeah, there was a much stronger Tom voice channeled through this one. Yeah, there, there seemed to be. And, and you saying, oh yeah, I wrote this the day after we recorded. So your voice was definitely in my head a lot more. For sure. Time. Yeah, and it's kind of a response to the things that we talked about before. And I can never tell if that's a good thing or not to have my voice in anyone's head, let alone yours. But let, let alone your own, Tom. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, right. More, more true than that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So before we start reading through this thing, Brady, you 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 listened to the first one and you read the first one. Did you have anything that you wanted to comment on, just to kind of get you grounded into this whole? make-believe imagination game that we're playing right now well i'm all i'm all about make-believe and, and imagination i i enjoyed your guys conversation and tom i loved some of your reactions i was laughing out loud <laughs> well i'm so, glad you, i'm glad you enjoyed it yeah i i enjoyed the process and i i enjoy the idea behind this too glenn just okay. like tapping into this inner voice and and having that come up in in an actual cognitive way, right? Like and, yeah. and having, being able to converse with it. So I, I think it's a fun idea to explore. So well, and and the inner the inner voice in this. I don't want to give it away right now, but the inner voice in this one kind of reveals a little bit more about what it is. And I I mean that's something that came out as as we talked about. But let, let's let's read it and we'll talk about it as we go through it. And and just so that people know. You know, if, if, if they recall the conversation, Brady, that we had back, I think it was January, where you talked about your favorite meditation practice that involves some plant medicines in a basement. Yes. That's, yeah. not, that's not how I'm writing these things, just in case people are curious. Well, that's a shame. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. It's just, it just kind of happens in the morning when I wake up and I start thinking about things. So uh, I've written four of them now. But. Four of these? Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So, so at some point, there's nothing in your head that's like, yeah, I should probably not write any more of these. That's not the case. Of course it <laughs> okay. is. Okay. All right. Of, of course, I think, like, I'm self critical all the time and think, okay. what am I doing? This is stupid. Why am then, I being stupid? Yeah. Then and why okay. am I putting that out? Why am I putting my own stupid out for other people to be criticized and, <laughs> and criticize and all these other things? And I'm like, so, I don't know. it's fun. So remind me. So we're going to be reading this and then we'll do commentary throughout, right? Yeah, we're we can do gonna, it like SmackDown style. We don't, have okay. to, we don't have to wait until it's done. Because we don't want to, I didn't know if we needed to, you know, let the organic thing go no. as we go. It's a sacred thing as we read it. No. And then we'll and smack what it. About that, what about the flow of quad though? You know, like you got to let that channel out. That's you know? true. Yeah. So I, and I think, I, I think Brady, I would like you to play the voice of quad in this one and it's not you know it's not very well marked how you know like demarcated this script no no, no, yeah yeah but but it's it starts with tom (laughs) so 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 tom like what i was picturing as this conversation started because it was the day after the last one that we did i was picturing you kind of like being you know i'm not done with this there there's still things that i i want to find out about this whole this because this is stupid and it's bugging me and i want to put it to bed and so this one starts off, Tom, with your character, because now it's become the, the story of Tom. <laughs> <laughs> this is so, this is so, this is so weird, dude. This is weird. So weird. But so, so you're starting, because you're like, all right, hello, are you there? And we'll go with Brady being the voice. And, and so you're just going to be, you're going to be the commentator. You're going to be the observer on this. Yeah, I mean, when you guys when when you guys want to stop and have questions, or if there's things I want to chime in, yeah. Glenn, when when this voice speaks to you, can you give me some direction on like, <laughs> like, like what do you hear? I don't hear anything. Um, I just think. I just like yeah. Like, and it's funny because there's there's times where I just get these ideas and they start coming to me, and I'm doing this on my phone, right? So I'm just like typing with my thumb. And I'll have somebody text me or call me, and I'm like, "Shit, you're interrupting the flow. I don't want to forget. <laughs> I'm in it, man. I'm in the flow. So don't uh, interrupt the the rhythm. All right. Yeah. So do we get to know where Quad that name came from, or is this going to be something revealed well, throughout quad, or later? No, I mean, it, it's it's because I, I read this book or I started reading this book called Conversations with God. And so oh, when, yeah. I was, when I was thinking of like, what would I call something like this? That I, I mean, if you go back probably like 10 or 15 years ago, I think even before Mormon Expression, I started writing this book called The Skeptic and the Believer that the way that I pictured it was, you know, like the, the one angel on one shoulder and the one devil on the other shoulder. And they're having a conversation back and forth about things. So it, it's kind of the same type of thing, except instead of two devils on a shoulder, it's just like this inner conversation with mm-hmm. or whatever. And so instead the pre, of the it, precursors of schizophrenia, right? Maybe <laughs> that might be documented for the world to, to see Who knows? The world multiple people. personality disorder. Right. Yes. Um, but yeah, so, so the conversations with quad, I wanted it to rhyme with God. And the first thing that came to my mind was Todd. And I thought, well, that doesn't really mean anything. It just rhymes with God. But then I thought about like the quantum energy realm stuff. That okay. Interesting All right. Lately. So I put the qua in front of it. So it's okay. conversations with quad. That's where it came from, but it's still just kind of an arbitrary title. I was just, wor- I was worried. It was you trying to break the three pattern by saying it's four. Hmm. Oh, quad. Oh, nice. I like that. <laughs> yeah, could you throw a triple combination in the name there somewhere yeah. too? Just to- <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like conversations with your quad. I like it. <laughs> Four books of scripture of Mormonism, the Book of Mormon, the, the uh, Pearl of Great Price, which is actually more than one book, the Doctrine and Covenants, and then the Holy Bible, which is Old Testament and New Testament. King James Version. King James Version. Yeah. All right. All right, go ahead and start us off, Tom. All right. Hello? Are you there? I'm always here. Of course you are. All right. Uh, that's pretty creepy, you know? Creepy or not, it's true. Yeah, okay, whatever. Look, I talked with a friend of mine last night about that whole eternal justice thing that we talked about yesterday. Yes, I know. I was there too. 
course you were. I'm always. Here, there, everywhere. Yeah, I know. You keep telling me that. More often than you know. <laughs> this is fun. I like, I like hearing you guys. Like, Tom, you're like really nailing it. And Brady's like, I am the loving voice of Jesus. No, no, no. That's not what it sounds like. He's doing the robot voice or whatever. This, this tone is already starting to irritate me. Oh, and then, well, I think that's the point. Yeah, I know yeah. that's the point. That's why I'm, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. All right. <laughs> More often than you know. See, you're doing it again. Jeez. Look, I enjoyed some of the things we talked about yesterday, but you are so smug and condescending. This is what I wanted to talk to you about. I know. Knock it off. It's this whole elitist attitude thing. That smug condensation. Condensation. (laughs) Condescension. Condescension. Yes. What about it? It's annoying. I know that too. Well, could you maybe tone it down a bit or maybe tone it down a lot? I don't think so. Oh, yeah? Well, why not? Because I'm not doing it. You are. (laughs) Great. So it's my fault that you're annoying and condescending as hell. Basically, yes. All right. Okay, go ahead. Enlighten me. So how is it my fault? Who are you? What? Who are you? You can't expect me to talk about what is your fault without first getting on the same page about what the your in that sentence actually means. Can you, you? Is that supposed to That's be a typo? A, okay. I'm typing with my thumb. There's only supposed to be a one you, but I, you can say, can you, you? Can, can you, you? Can, that, that's like a deeper, trickier question. Can you, you? That's, that's the real question. That's the real question. Yeah. Or can, can you, you not you? Can you anything but you? But anyway. I, I love how Quad here is trying to flip. Like, I'm, I'm not even going to answer your question. I'm just going to go ahead and deflect it and make it your responsibility. Anyway, all right. Where were we? <laughs> the, uh, the UG. <laughs> UG. Okay, fine. I'll do it for you then. You are a human being, a Homo sapien, one of hundreds of billions that has ever lived on this planet. Really? I did not know that. No, I don't think you really do. You don't really know the process of evolution that started with a single-celled life form on this planet. You don't really understand the difference between the atoms and subatomic energy that makes you who you are, and the personality or ego that is simply one result of all of that intelligent, self-directed subatomic cooperation. And yet, you identify as being you, when it is actually only a very small and significantly insignificant (laughs) result. (laughs) You can't laugh in the middle of it. Sorry. And significantly insignificant result of who and what you really are. Oh, hang on, though. Why did you laugh at that, Tom? (laughs) Significantly insignificant. It's it's funny. I I mean, is it not funny? It's funny. It's kind of... Go ahead. Yeah. Now, now don't, don't forget that I almost got a PhD in humor studies. So when people say it's <laughs> what funny, is almost why is it funny? It's funny because it's funny. Sorry. That's top. That's a tautology. I, I, I need to understand more. Like what is the, Oh, you want me to try to pull it apart more for you? No. So, so you, you, your response when you read that was this burst of laughter. Yeah. Why? What is behind that? What is that so you about? T- so you take the word significant mm-hmm. and then you put it in two different words, but you throw in in front of the other one as some sort of deeper meaning, significantly insignificant. Get it? That's pretty good, right? <laughs> like I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty gotcha. good. <sighs> I'm pretty good. It. Did you see the, did you see the IQ level that I'm getting with here? <laughs> pretty, pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. <laughs> There you go. Uh, I love it. Thank it's you. It's like it's like a world uh, a word eddy, right? Like, yeah. There you go. Yeah, it's just like looping back on itself. <laughs> Whether it's significantly insignificant or That's insignificantly right. significant. Which one is- <laughs> It's taking vocabulary and raising it by the power of two. Uh, it's it's very unstupidly stupid. <laughs> 
or stupidly unstupid. Take your pick. <laughs> All right, Brady. All right. And Let's yet, pick up at, at significantly insignificant. Uh, I'll go the sentence before because okay. that's, uh, yeah. And yet you identify as being you when it is actually only a very small and significantly insignificant result of who and what you really are. You don't really understand the cultural processes, including the religion you grew up in, that you have spent so much time critiquing and dissecting and deconstructing all of those man-made, is there any other kind, beliefs and traditions that have shaped your worldview and influenced the way you create meaning in this world. You know, that's my, that's my inner, um, oh, who, Jack, uh, is there another kind? Uh, the, the guy with the eyebrows. What's, Jack what's his Nicholson. Jack Nicholson? Yeah. And from oh. a few good men when he's being cross-examined by Tom Cruise and he's like, it was clear, crystal clear. Is there another kind? <laughs> so I, I, I always have that voice in my head. So it came out here, all those man-made, <laughs> is there another kind <laughs> beliefs and traditions? So that would explain some, there. that would explain some of the arrogance going on here too, man. You have the luxury of not knowing what I know. Very good. There are so many things going on right now that you are just are not aware of. <laughs> there you go. I like yeah. it. Because you can, can't handle the truth. Anyway. And cannot completely understand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. There are so many things going on right now that you are just not aware of and cannot completely understand. Not to mention all of the intricate processes that led up to the origin of life on this planet and the intricate processes that led up to those processes or the way in which your daily experiences impact and are influenced by the very stuff that you are made from, which, sorry, I know you were going to hate this next part, would totally blow your mind if you could actually see and understand it all. Great. More condescension. Now I know that man is nothing. <laughs> no ad-libs so Versus quit treating me like an infant hey, oh, oh. Yeah. i caught that when i read that yeah. just tell me i will in fact i am Ooh. Uh, more <laughs> deflection this is clever but let's change gears then that is you that is you but who am i really we're gonna play that game again only if you want to. Fine. You are you, the Ichabon whatever whatever of infinite who gives a shit. <laughs> nice. You remembered, sort of. So let's condescendingly simplify it then and just call me your imagination. You're, you are my imagination? Essentially, yes. Oh, great. So after all this far out condescending mumbo jumbo, you're just my imagination? Pretty much, yeah. But I'm also that thing driving your imagination. That thing that explores and questions and probes the limits of your current understanding. All I was trying to do yesterday was to show you that you have those limits, that you have those limits, and that on the other side of those limits are infinite possibilities to explore. And you can do it anytime you want, or not. But it's all with your imagination. Does that still sound condescending to you? Yeah, it still does. Why? Because with everything you say to me, you're treating me like I'm an idiot. You are? Uh, oh, are you? <laughs> <laughs> no. Then what are you? Uh, homo sapien, ones of billions and billions, remember? Of course I remember. So what does that mean to you? Uh just tell me what you want me. Wait, just tell me what you want to tell me already. Oh, man. How did I get stuck with the quad? No kidding, dude. Buckle <laughs> no, you're, up. You're kicking. You're doing awesome, Brady. Ladies and gentlemen, strap in. Here comes the essay. <laughs> Hands up, and here we go. <laughs> <clears throat> with pleasure. Keep your hats and glasses in the car. With pleasure. My pleasure. You, you do that good, Glenn. I like that. Hang on to your hats and glasses. <laughs> the wildest ride in the West. Since you are clearly not an idiot, you recognize that the evolution of life didn't just follow a single path from single-celled organism to homo sapien, right? 
you are at least nominally aware of the billions of other life form, forms of life all around you, even if you have very little understanding or appreciation for how they experience their existence in and awareness of this world. You homo sapiens are pretty arrogant and myopic, which, if you are honest with yourself, is the real reason you are projecting your own smug condescension onto me, your imagination. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. We're stuck back in the Eddie Vortex of, <laughs> of idea here. And since you are not an idiot, you must recognize the overwhelming probability that life will continue to evolve even after Homo sapiens go the way of the dodo, right? Furthermore, <laughs> Tom, you're shaking your head. I'm, I can't. <laughs> sorry, I'll, I'll stay straight here. Here we go. Furthermore, you must already recognize and fully accept the equally overwhelming probability that that process has happened billions and billions of times already on billions of billions of other planets like your Earth, right? Because to think that it only happens here and now, and that this is the first and or only time it has ever happened anywhere in the ever-expanding universe, you are a significantly insignificant piece of would be pretty smug and arrogant. And we wouldn't want to be those things, would we? I mean, since you're not an idiot and all. And so you must also recognize that life always evolves anywhere it exists in a pressure cooker of hostility. It adapts due to hostility. It thrives due to hostility. Hostility is the there must needs be opposition in all things Lehigh bullshit <laughs> that results in increased ability and intelligence and consciousness. And it works quite naturally, very much the way you want justice to eradicate all forms of hostility in the world, which is why accepting the reality of hostility and yikes, the actual value of it is not the same thing as surrendering to it. Although surrender is always the end result. You call it death and suffering, but through that marvelously intricate process that makes you what you are, you pass along information and intelligence to life that makes your surrender or your sacrifice, thank you, Jesus Smith, <laughs> mean something significant. Like the way a fullback takes the brunt of a defensive end to clear a path for his running back, to gain at least a few yards before he is tackled by a cornerback or, or safety. This process you are a part of always eventually, ultimately, creates forms of life that evolve to levels of intelligence and consciousness and connection that homo sapiens can barely perceive. Even with very health... Yeah, healthy. Even with very healthy, condescending imaginations like me. So, did I answer your question? Yeah, what question again? You wanted to know why I was so damn condescending. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Still don't get it, and I still don't like it. You talk in circles and go on wishy-washy tangents and treat me like a myopic idiot who's doing all this to myself through my own imagination. You're still just completely condescending and annoying as hell. Sounds like you're struggling against some significant hostility there, buddy. <laughs> Keep it up. A world of infinite possibility awaits you, and eventually... Touchdown! Yeah. Unless, of course, you punt. Oh, God. <laughs> it's quad, actually. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, quad. <laughs> oh, brother. Amen to that, my father. Okay, whatever. That's enough for today. You, <laughs> you can go back to doing whatever it is you do when you aren't annoying me. <laughs> this is what I always do. Fine, then I'll just stop listening again. Join the club. Do what you got to do. I'm not going anywhere. Condescending to the very end, aren't you? Yes, always. Except that there actually is no end. Oh, God. <laughs> there is for me. See you later. Good luck with that. <laughs> and scene. All right. And now is the time where we talk about it. What did you think right, of it, Tom, Tom? How was that for you, Tom? <laughs> oh, so good. I mean, this, this, <laughs> this does actually sound very much like 
post clitoris action. So, oh my, oh god, oh god, oh my god. I meant clitoris, but whatever. Oh, that makes it better. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, oh, my, my, my. No, it was. I mean, you did a good job, Brady. But you know, for what was so delivered. You. Oh, come on! And my existence, <laughs> while grotesque and incomprehensible to you, I don't. I don't get the whole. It's it's this inner struggle thing. I really don't like it because, like I said in the first one, if there is something that's trying to instruct you internally it's going to be able to find a way to connect with you on your level instead of this hierarchy of bullshit where i'm going to speak down to you and i'm going to be all elusive like ooh, you know where i'm at is really cool and it's like i can understand things you'll never understand you don't because you're just a finite being and i can see everything clearly from my big picture window here you can't because you're just a piece of shit and i can see you down here but i can't bring you up here but i get to tell you what it's like up here because it's so freaking cool anyways so but i would explain it to you if you could understand it, but you can't so anyways uh good luck with that i mean that's so stupid i hate there's it there's less of it in this one than the first one I guess, but but that but the condescension is mainly the topic at hand, right? Where it's yeah. like you, and, th- and that was my frustration. If there was anything that was even in reality in this, this imagination, consciousness, parallel universe being thing, it would find a way to relate. It wouldn't speak down to him. That's that's my frustration. And so, you can so, even you can even relate it to a deity of some sort. A deity wouldn't come down to earth and then say, "Oh, dude, if I could even begin to explain how things are from my perspective, it would blow your mind. It's freaking crazy." Anyways, how is it on this little peeny earth thing? How are your problems? Isn't that what Thor does? <laughs> <laughs> I guess. But no. But I mean, if if the deity was actually trying to understand or had that whatever it is, wisdom, knowledge, perspective, he would, he or she or it would come down and actually find ways to relate on their level rather than keep this distance in this gap thing, which is so stupid. It ruins the whole experience. So yeah, there you go. Jeez. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of the whole reason why I did this thing as I'm not, this supernatural God thing that's coming down to try to explain everything to you. I'm just your own imagination. That's pushing against the limits of what you're able to understand. Yeah. But, and, and the condescension, the mm-hmm. condescension is just a reflection of your own arrogance, my own arrogance, my own arrogance. So, so, I mean, this is something that I wrote. So it's like the struggles that I have as I'm trying to put meaning and understanding into the world. And my inner Tom goes, would you give me a freaking break? And my imagination is like, but this is fun. Let's play. Let's push on things. And I've got this internal like struggle going back and forth with me. So, I, I mean, a lot of what I think I hear you're saying is like a frustration if this was actually a god or an angel or some kind of supernatural being that was coming to instruct you. But I, th- I mean, that's why I, I wanted to just like shift the game. I loved when I, I loved your reaction to the first one. So I'm like, OK, I've got to I've got to make this less supernatural woo-woo and more like what it actually is. This is an exercise of imagination. Well, but even, okay, I can appreciate that, but even if it's an Good. exercise. I'm going to give myself a point. Now, now you, now you keep I'm getting, Yeah, all right. But you, in this game, those points can be taken away. So, <laughs> <laughs> so okay, that's fine. But I still feel like that if it, it's your own imagination, imagination or it's your own subconscious or whatever it is, it still understands you on a certain level and right. wouldn't speak down to you and, and would still find really good ways to relate and find ways to help you understand what is happening on a, like a level playing field. And that's, that's where I feel like I, I would never listen to a voice like this, whether it's from me or anyone else. But so on the middle ground here, I think most people do listen to a voice like that most of the time, because I think, a lot of people, most people maybe like talk down to themselves and say negative things to themselves and they're listening to it all the time. And that's the, that's the type of mode of thinking that we entertain, that we were stuck in. Right. And it's changing those patterns that 
helps heal like mental health issues and things. explain explain that a little bit more so so we you think that a lot of us speak down to ourselves in in sort of an arrogant way well not necessarily arrogant but but sometimes and i'll i'll catch myself doing it where like i do something and it's like oh that was stupid right or that was blah blah blah, blah. it's just like self-talk but talking down to myself and just in the mind or even even outside right like saying that was oh that was shit like why did i do that right Um, but like flipping flipping the script on it instead of talking down yourself being like oh cool i caught myself doing something i don't like to do so like let me change that next time that is a more productive way of thinking but most of the time and i think just culturally we have this tendency to always like be shitting on ourselves really like and really talking down to ourselves and keeping ourselves down lower in that way so i i do i appreciate like what what you're trying to do here glenn and and how you're trying to flip it i don't know if you fully accomplish it in this one and i don't know if in the next one you explore it anymore but like i feel like if you're if you're going this route from that first one where it is more it feels more like a deity but this time quads explaining that it's actually like subconscious and imagination right in in a way um i feel like there should be some type of resolution at the end that makes the tom character or glenn character actually like give pause for a moment to be like wait a minute am i the condescending bastard instead and so it would take a little bit of dissection of the actual tones and and the wording of both the characters in it uh to reflect it i think Mm. but but maybe you could actually have a more full resolution of, of it, or at least a a better shift towards this idea that, Oh, maybe I'm the one that's actually condescending and I'm projecting that uh, on my subconscious essentially, or as a mirror for myself. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't think I'm quite ready to, uh, to resolve it though. Yeah. That's what I was wondering too. And at the end, it's just kind of like, no, I'm done talking to you. You're out of here. Yeah. And I don't even, I mean, honestly, I don't even, I don't even know what a resolution would look like at this point because it's still just so much exploration of ideas and just kind of saying things that I'm interested in and in ways that I don't think that I've said them before. The, the third one. Yeah. uh, I think it's, I think it's mainly about fictions but um, so I think it kind of picks up on this and it, it it's, it's kind of like this, this concept, Brady, of... Your problem is that you want all the answers at once. Excuse the example, but Sir Galahad didn't find the Holy Grail in one afternoon. <laughs> oh, I wish I could do the scene from uh, Saturday's Warrior where, where she goes, look up in the sky, Jimmy. See how there's just one star and then just a little one? It's like watching the stars appear at night. First... Just one little light shines over there in the western sky. And then another, and another, until finally, well, look for yourself, Jimmy. A whole wonderful, blazing universe that began with just one little star. Line upon line. Then we go line upon line, precepts on precept. That is how Quad teaches us. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so so I, it's still just kind of unfolding, and I I just I like it as a vehicle to have conversations with Tom <laughs> and, and get, get Tom like so riled up, and and then I respond to it, and it's just like this awesome. I don't know. I like it. So you bring in this arrogant voice, or then you touch on justice. Well, it's funny because this, this will get him triggered, dude. Oh yeah, yeah, the Joseph Smith thing. We'll get to that, but but um, but yeah. So I, I I didn't think of the arrogance with the first time until we had the conversation about it, hmm. and then so like Tom Tom's reaction to it made me pause and go, oh, that's an interesting question. What is this arrogance, and what is this actual character of Quad? What what is that? Hmm. Um, quad is just a mirror. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. So quad mirrored Tom's own arrogance and it's, yeah, it's if it's a mirror, yeah. it's one of those circus mirrors where you can't really see and it distorts everything. Yeah. But, but like if you could communicate, I mean, cause uh, we, we talked about this on the, on the last one, Tom, how you, you know, we, we know that our body is made up of billions and billions of atoms and then all the subatomic energy that makes that up. 
that's us been around a lot longer than this form of, of us and our egos have been and have yeah. experienced so much. Like, so if, if we could talk to that, if we could, if we could know what that's been, what's that, that has experienced, what would a conversation like that be like? And what, what kind of, inf- I mean, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be through any of our five senses. Um, why? Because <laughs> atoms don't have mouths. <laughs> But they, maybe maybe they don't need mouths. Maybe they have different forms of communicating. Now you're doing it. How would it be? How would they do it, Tom? Well, it wouldn't really matter how they do it. It's it's more important to realize the method of reaching the source that they're trying to communicate with. You know, it's like if if they want to just do like putting thoughts in your head or maybe they can create text on a screen or something like that. I mean, if, if they can. Would you like to play a game? Yeah. <laughs> like, something like war games? Any, anything like that. But if but if they have a real understanding of what's going on or even who you are or who we are, then they're going to find ways to reach us effectively instead of. I'm going to, you know, wow, this is really cool. Or look at these lowly, you know, homo sapiens who think they, they're, you know, they're all the shit and they're ruining the earth. I'm going to speak down to them because that'll be cool. That's fun. <laughs> like, no, they're going to, they're going to try to reach you. If they, if that's what their goal is, if that's what, whatever it is, is goal is to try to actually reach or communicate. If there's something, you know, that they're trying to get out of that, then they're going to, I mean, it seems to me like if they have a bigger picture of things, like, oh, we're all atoms here. We know how everything works. This is kind of interesting. Maybe we can figure out how these molecules organized into this, these human beings. They have consciousness like we do or whatever, and maybe we can reach them and communicate with them, and we can help each other. That's the way I see it. Not, it's not an elevated platform thing. It's like but a may, symbiotic but, but sort of but, communication thing. But that's just me. You know, I mean, so that that's just revealing like how my atoms would 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 talk with me in in a way that reaches me that like kind of is entertaining to me and is effective to me and you know, but it's not because it's just my imagination. I'm just playing, you know. Right, right, right. But 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 it's like a very subjective experience. So what's what's effective as a learning technique for me isn't necessarily going to be effective as a learning technique for you. It, it, this is kind of the industry that you're in, right, Brady? In, in education and software, like learning techniques. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm still thinking about Tom's description, and I'm just wondering if what if that actually is happening all the time? Like all of our, all of, I, I really like the idea that you put in there of just like the complex systems upon systems upon systems. Right. Yeah. And ultimately like all that I am is, well, first off, like with impermanence or, or interconnectedness, right? Like all I am ties back into so many other things that came way before me in so many other ways. Right. But it all informs, who I am right now. And maybe the way our atoms actually communicate and interact with the world is by forming up through DNA to be able to form this human that can actually speak and have consciousness and actually take action and change things in the world, right? Interact with the outside world in a way that a single cell wouldn't be able to do on its own in that way, right? And so how would those things communicate to us? And I, I think also, Glenn, that I, I don't think it would be through the same like senses that we're, right. we're used to using or experiencing. Right. Like um, our senses are just like, they're, they're very limited, but they're really effective tools for us too. So they are, yeah. but, but I mean, so, so I, I, I went back and I rewatched that. Um, I think his name's David Tong, the theoretical physicist that talks about quantum field theory and it, you know, it's on YouTube. So if anybody's interested in watching it, but, but the, the main point that just blows me away every time I watch it, and I've seen it maybe three or four times now is that every single particle of energy, and he talks specifically about electrons, but it could be bosons. It could be, it, it could be different types of um, subatomic energy. When you, when you see that there's an electron, that means that all that that is, is it's part of an electron field. And this, this field is like a fluid that fills everything. It fills the immensity of space. 
And that place where there's an electron, it's just kind of like bundled up. It's kind of bunched up. But there's not really any empty space between that electron and another electron. They're all connected. They're all part of the same electron field. And then there's other like boson fields and these, these other kinds of fields that all of this together, it's the soup that we're in and the interaction of all the stuff. It manifests as us, <laughs> but as and many other things too, many, many other things. But just that, like, so that connectedness. So, like, why would an electron or why would an atom even want to communicate to the things that it's building? Or, like, why would it, why would it even be aware of us or care about, you know, like, the, 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 tune in for future installments of Conversations with Quad to answer those kinds of questions. <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of stuff that I think of. And, and, I, and I like how it ties into Mormonism because Joseph Smith did talk about some of these kinds of things. Intelligences. And, yeah. 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 And, and uh, yeah, it, it, so it's, it's like the light of truth and the light of Christ and just, you know, these metaphors that are, were very based in the, the Protestant Christianity that was the culture that he was raised in. Um, but anyway, so... Yeah. Well, we have more understanding than ever before in the history of humankind at this time. And, and so one thing, Tom, as you were talking and you were saying, how would they communicate with us? And, and you were exploring all this. And I was like, what if they're always trying, but we're just never fucking paying or so never paying attention. Right. Yeah. Because like, they go away when so distracted. Talk. Well, they do. Yeah. I don't want to offend. I don't want to yeah. offend the Adam. They just go away. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they totally just left right now. All those collected, the bundled up atoms, they hear that and they're just like out of here. Um, <laughs> no, but, but like we're so distracted and we're so busy and we're so caught up in that outside world that we're never looking at the inside world. Yeah. Um, and, and I love thinking about the complexity of, I mean, just anything really. But recently I've been studying anatomy and, and, part of my yoga teacher training that I'm doing right now. And holy crap, man, like the spine and the evolution of the spine through not only evolution of all species from single celled, you know, whatever creatures or yeah. um, up, up to where we're at now, but then also just the evolution of the spine from like the fetus upward and, and into what we have now. It's, it's, incredible like and just how intricate and complicated and it it's like unexplainable how this stuff comes about right unless unless you bring quad into the, into the right, yeah <laughs> you just got to use your imagination to get it yeah but well, it, it, go, building off of what you guys are talking about if if you've ever taken the deep dive into free will determinism and stuff <laughs> like that yeah um a lot of that is really, really discouraging <laughs> because everybody has the idea that we're in full control all the time. You know, we are these little robots in these shells of human beings and we're making conscious decisions all the time when that's definitely not the case. Mm -hmm. For the most part, this free will that we feel like we're experiencing is an illusion. And so there's so much whether it's our DNA or biology or genetics, all this soup that's going on inside of us that has already predetermined things that are going on in our body, the way our mind is reacting to things, to our personalities, to like everything. And there, there still is a little bit that we're in control of, mm -hmm. but there's so many other like forces that are controlling us all the time. And, that's why I, I kind of was liking what you were saying. Like, what if they're already speaking to us? What if they're maybe not really speaking with us, but they're sort of guiding us in a way. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's and, like, yeah. Even to the, to the shape of the spine to like maybe our forms, maybe, maybe the fact that human beings are the way we are is part of that. Right. But not, but not in any kind of like weird way that science can't explain. No, of course they're, not. They're, they're, they, they they follow the you know the process DNA. of evolution. And yeah. That's what DNA is. Yeah, DNA, it's, it's the, the the blueprint, the roadmap for all of our systems and processes and and that sort it's of thing. The, it's it? it's the intelligence that informs everything right. that's going on. And right. I mean, our bodies are doing so many things 
all the time that we're completely unconscious of, completely unconscious of. It's just happening and it happens pretty well, right? Sometimes it gets messed up, but for the most part, it's working pretty dang good. I can't complain, right? Yeah. And really like what going off of what you were saying too, Tom, like all we really have, like free will, I, I think that's, that is an illusion, but I think we do have, we have the ability to influence it in ways, right? Like yeah. even like my own mental processes, leaving the church, I had to deprogram so much of the way that my mind worked, right? And the way that I thought about everything. But it, up until that point, it had served me and kept me safe, right? And kept me alive in ways. And so we cling to all these things that we think keep us safe, but really they're just patterns and habits like everything we've ever learned over our lives from culture, from school, from religion, from our parents, from yeah, right. our friends, from everything is just creating patterns of how we react to certain circumstances in life. And we yep. follow those patterns unless we become aware of them. And then we say, I don't want to do that pattern anymore. And we have to repeatedly tell ourselves, I don't want to do that. pattern anymore. Yeah. I don't want to do that pattern anymore yeah. and find a new way of doing things. But it just takes practice and repetition and and eventually you can kind of change that path a little but it's it's, it's more really important influence rather than like oh i don't want to do that anymore i'm only going to do this good luck right yeah. in, in, in like a one-time experience yeah i used to talk to talk with michael ferguson about this a lot when we were doing spiritual brain luminous brain whatever we called that project and he, he said no to free will yes to bound will I'm like, what do you mean by bound will? He said, it's not free. It's not like anything goes. There are constraints, but there, but there is some, there is some freedom to make choices within those constraints. And I think that's right. what you're talking about, Brady, is, is the, and, and, and the more, you know, like flexing a muscle and all that sort of thing, you can actually make changes. You can change your neural pathway, the, the geography of your brain. It's possible to do that. And, and all those habits and all these things that a lot of it is, is predetermined by our genetics, by a stimulus in the environment around us. There's all kinds of things that are outside of our control, but there are things that we can actually influence with it. And that, I mean, that's, that's what it means to be awake, right? That's what it means to be enlightened, isn't it? To be able to recognize the, the boundaries and the limits of what you can control and what you can't control. And don't waste a lot of energy on the things that you can't control. Well, at least try. Yeah. At least try to not worry about the things you can't control because I mean, I know everybody's different, but you know, it's, it's, it's something that I've struggled with my whole life where I, I have this like instinctual need to either worry or have this desire to want to help or fix things or change things that actually I have no control over. Like I'm, I've spent a lot of time worrying about global warming. Like, mm-hmm. like me, like I could actually physically or, you know, even mentally change what's happening or even the outcome or the future. Like if I could do it all on my own and I, and like you said, Brady, at the beginning, if we, maybe if I can talk to one person, even just one of my kids Hey, so reduce your carbon footprint, okay? You know, because I'm trying to do that too. If maybe, and then maybe you can tell someone to reduce their carbon footprint, and we can build this whole pyramid scheme. If you can get three people to do it, and they can get three people to do it, you know. And then it's like, okay, but I mean, that's all you really can do, actually, in in reality. But you can't. <laughs> I can't go out there and, and all of a sudden create, you know, this this netting that captures all the CO2 in the oxygen or in the atmosphere and clean it up. So whatever. You just got to set up a meeting with Trump, go in and convince him that global warming is real and have him, have him change everything. He should just build a wall um, between us and the atmosphere. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like the greenhouse effect, just put a wall. Yeah. um, What you're saying there, Tom, like, two things came to mind for me was I have a buddy that's a vegan and, and like, it's honestly made me think a number of times, like I've added more vegetarian meals into our diet. Like I've encouraged my, my wife to do that. And we found some meals that we really like. We're introducing them to our kids. Right. I hadn't really considered it much before because Mm -hmm. 
I didn't have any vegetarian or vegan friends really. Right. But then I have a vegan friend and I'm like, wow. And he explains to me like the amount of water that we save when without eating just beef alone, right. The, the, the immense amount of water that's saved by just not having a single steak is, is pretty fascinating. Hmm. And, and then in my mind too, I can, I can also dial that back and say, well, that steak has already been butchered. It's already been there, but then you can dial it back again and say, well, if I eat this, then it's creating demand, right? Which supply is going to do that even in a small, mild way. But like his veganism has affected me and it helps me to actually think about it and reflect on it more often. Right. And so I think by living, maybe by living well in, in the way that we, we see as well and striving for that and doing it a little more vocally or a little more outwardly and sharing that, not condescendingly like quad does, but, <laughs> but just peacefully and, and lovingly just be who we are. And maybe that can create a little bit of ripples, right. And a little bit of waves. Um, I, I wonder if the condescension of quad is, a, is a reflection of my relationship with my dad. Hmm. hmm. Because, the, because that, those were the kinds of conversations that we would have a lot. Um, and, and I, I used to have a lot of internal conversations with my dad of like chewing him out <laughs> or, you know, like, so th- there, there could be some stuff in there that that's, that's partly why it's condescending. Cause it, it's funny. Cause it doesn't really seem condescending to me. Like I didn't recognize it was condescending until Tom pointed it out. Really? You didn't? No. Interesting. I thought that the condescension of quad was when Jesus came down into a body. Mm-hmm. That's that the fruit. Of, it's the, of, it's the of fruit of the tree of life. Is the condescension? <laughs> oh, that is the double play of, of the word yes. condescension. That's fun. All right, so I've got something else to do. If you guys want to to dive into this, and I don't know how long this will take if we do it, um, but so I mentioned at the beginning of this, Brady, that the conversations with Quad are not influenced by plant medicines. This next thing however, was influenced by plant medicine. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle so up, I, everybody. Here I've we never, go. I've never talked about this before, but um, you, you, you know how I've, I've traveled around a lot. Like I, I used to go all over the place and I've been to Peru probably like, I don't know, four or five times. And I always wanted to do like the, like whatever the, lo- like Peruvian food is the best. I, I was shocked at how much I love Peruvian food. And, um, so anyway, I, I, I really wanted to do this ayahuasca ceremony thing. So I, I found a way to try ayahuasca, which is, um, what is it? It's a, it's a, it's a vine and then some leaves and it's DMT is the active psychoactive chemical in it, whatever, you know takes like four or five hours. There's a shaman, there's chanting. It's, it's, it's in the psychedelic family, right? It is. Yeah. It's a psychedelic. Yeah. It's a psychedelic. Um, and it was just, uh, <laughs> it, it was, it was a, 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 a life changing experience. So I'll say that. So, um, while I was under the influence of ayahuasca, I left the group and I went by myself and I pulled out my phone and I recorded like I, I, I had these conversations, I had conversations with quad internally, you know, these, these kinds of things, yeah. um, and, which I'm, I'm now saying, okay, look, it's my imagination. I'm getting in touch with my imagination. I'm just, I'm playing games. I'm an artistic, creative person that has a lot of questions and I'm, I'm just playing with myself, Tom. Playing. Oh, masturbation mentally. That's right. Yeah, That's baby. Right. Subconscious. So, so I took my phone out and I recorded <laughs> Like if I could talk to Joseph Smith or if Joseph Smith could talk through me, what would Joseph Smith say? And so I called this the apology of Joseph Smith. And you said, I sent it to you earlier. I think I sent it to you, Brady, maybe a year ago. Yeah. And, and Tom, I I, I sent it to you. I may have put bits and pieces of the ideas that came up in it and some of the, you know, like Joseph Smith conference talks and things that I've done in general conference episodes, but never like, really just saying, okay, here's something that I created while I was on ayahuasca. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, so what I want to do is play you the audio and we can stop it and talk about it because Tom, you said you hated it. 
Did I say that? Yes. That, that, that didn't sound it. exactly like what I said. I think it was more of a, what, what is it? Like a, an eight on the Tom size scale. And then maybe it was more of a, there's definitely parts that are super annoying, but I will say this about this is don't listen to this when you're tired because you sound tired. <laughs> and so, yeah, you might, you might've been tripping balls or whatever it was, but you also sound like it was just so hard to put thoughts that actually came out of your mouth. Like, God, or right, how do we do this again? Mouth. Let's, let's construct really? thoughts. That's what it sounded like to me. Sounded like you were really struggling to get this stuff out, but then all at the same time, you're like, "Oh, dude, this, I'm saying words that mankind's never heard before. This is amazing." <laughs> <laughs> I I think I I don't know about words that mankind has never heard before, but maybe arranged in certain orders that have never been heard before, Tom. I think this is the same thing. We're Come on, we're squabbling, splitting hairs. Come on, man. We're just yeah. being precise. <laughs> uh, it, it's been a while because it's been a, about a year for me. But I, I remember, so like, I, it was at a time when I was trying to reconcile a little bit of like still having some of that anger phase and like just blaming Joseph or the church or all all sorts of things for everything yeah. instead of and and I've moved a lot through that to a place of more like, you know, Joseph probably was doing what he thought was the best thing to do, even though it was incredibly ego driven in my own opinion of it. Yeah. Right. But, but what I l- remember liking about uh, what you're going to share um, was I felt like it was your, your way of kind of communicating with your idea of Joseph exactly, yeah, and kind of finding that, common ground of understanding of like, okay, where was this guy coming from yeah. with the, a lot of the shit that he did too. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and what was the motivation behind that and how did he justify it and other things too. So, yeah. um, so I, I remember liking that and okay. I, I don't remember the specifics though of stuff that, yeah. Uh, All right, bef- before we get into that, I want to ask a question, Brady, real quick. Cause you, yeah. the thought popped up. So we're going to put a pin in this discussion for right now. There's still about an hour left as we smack around this other work of fiction that I created that I'm calling The Apology of Joseph Smith. But you're going to hear that in another episode dedicated just to The Apology of Joseph Smith. Until then, keep your head in the clouds, your feet in your mouth, and your heart in your quad. I I don't know why I just said that. Hello there. This is your brother. And I have something to say concerning these people. If they do not listen to every minute of every episode of Infants on Thrones, they shall be totally missing out. You can comment on this episode on the website, infantsonthrones.com. And if you really like what you hear, give the quorum money. They could buy anything in this world with money. On second thought... Just give the quorum a five-star rating and write a short review on iTunes. I did. A small token for which they have pledged their eternal souls. Anyone for the closing prayer? Thank you for listening to... Infants on Thrones! Infants on Thrones.